Welcome in to episode 14 of the How You Say podcast. I'm Boyd. I'm AJ. And joining us in the studio, uh, well, not so much in the studio, but live via teleconference, Corey Duncan. Corey, how you doing? Doing great. Got the moose here with me as well. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Does the moose say anything? Uh, the, the moose generally speaks directly to me. I appreciate if you uh, don't ever speak directly to the moose, uh, okay. but the moose does speak up every now and then. He's kind of like the gimp, <laughs> is what you're saying. Yes, Corey. <laughs> All right. So we're going to hold off on what you thought of your season until a little bit later in the podcast. We're going to go through our usual thing. So we're going to start off with our recap of the final uh, non-playoff week. Of the season. Final week of the regular season. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Laura eliminated from the playoffs in week 13 with a fantastic performance. I believe she had about a 52 put up in the final week. I'll tell you what. If, I had, if Andrew had somehow pulled like a 120 and beat me and Laura won with a 52 or a 55, I guess, I'd have been pretty <laughs> upset that I missed the playoffs. Uh, it. It was funny though. Her team just completely decided to blow up and shit the bed. Right? She was five and zero, and what did she finish? Seven and six. One and seven. Six and seven. One and seven over the final eight weeks. Yeah, she yeah. won last week, I think. Uh, yeah. Didn't even start a tight end this week. <laughs> Went ahead and made a fit waiver claim on Cameron Brait, and then just didn't put him in the starting lineup. Interesting move for. The Thornquist squad. Yeah. That's the that's the savvy uh, tanky moves that one would do. <laughs> Just picking up Bray for the keeper potential, but yeah. didn't, didn't really want to start him. Yeah. yeah. So as we said a few weeks ago, congratulations to Bellet and Danny for now officially taking the bye. I tell you what, those two need it. Danny just lost James Conner. Uh, Fournette's coming back, and maybe he'll be fine. Well, he has picked up... Uh, the tight end, Jalen Samuels. Tight end with running back eligibility. Yes. Uh, not does He does not have tight end eligibility. He's pretty much just a running back. Not in ESPN. In ESPN, he does not have tight end eligibility. In Yahoo, he does. Great. He well, also we don't play, in play tight end in NFL football. <laughs> but still, you can no, but play it's him. The point you bring up, AJ, but uh, he's the starting running back for the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Um... <laughs> Good point, Corey. <laughs> was that the moose? Uh, I, moose is here with me, and uh, he's, he's got some opinions. I'm, I'm so glad we brought the moose in this week. Uh, all right, well, not a whole lot else uh, to really say about week 13. I mean, Holtzclaw and I grabbed the last playoff spots. Uh, one of the things I thought was kind of interesting, Danny drops Dion Lewis in his matchup against Corey. Corey picks up Dion Lewis and starts him against him in the Dion Lewis revenge game. Tell us about that move, Corey. Well, first of all, what was shocking to me was that he cut Dion Lewis because I don't know that, uh, I can't remember who he dropped or who he picked up when he dropped him, but it didn't seem like it was that valuable. Now, I know Dion Lewis wasn't lighting the world on fire, but there was a lot of excitement about keeping him this year. Mm-hmm. And that was... Uh, when he, I can't remember what round he was supposed to be kept in. Lost. But, oh, well, now I get to get last round keeper potential once again. And I had that extra benefit of saying he gets to start immediately against that team. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, but it turns out he does what Dion Lewis does. So 
it is, it's actually a nice symmetry where Danny dropped Dion Lewis, picked up Doug Martin. That was it. The and guy you traded to me. Yeah. No, and you picked up Dion Lewis and dropped Jalen Lashard. It's true. It all it all ties together. And now now Doug Martin's out there. <laughs> and now you're gonna pick up Jalen Lashard for some reason? If it was still the regular season and I was tempted to win football games, maybe. <laughs> so Oh wait, did I let it slip that I might not be trying to win football games? <laughs> you love those wings, like mm. you're gonna have to pay for them yourself. Oh wait, now that is not written in any of the rules. <laughs> Well, how do you expect to acquire such wings? Yeah, the league goes in and buys no. them for yeah, the loser. Definitely not. Presents them in the uh, context of the draft and says, "Here, sir, are your wings, mm. or ma'am?" No, because if we don't acquire said wings, you can't eat said wings. Therefore, you cannot keep said keepers. It's true. Mm. That, that you have to write that on a whiteboard for me. That would. <laughs> See, this is why Coley is the not The other way you can think about this is if the loser does not acquire those wings, how will the loser eat those wings? Exactly. You must present them to the loser and say, you must eat these if you want your keepers. Otherwise, there's the out of, oh, I forgot to go get those. Yeah, but the rule <laughs> states you have to eat and finish a wing for every keeper. So it's up to you to figure out how to get the wings. What if I go get wings and you don't know whether or not I got the correct wings and they're just some um, tangy barbecue sauce? <laughs> so there's a lot of trust involved with fantasy football, Corey. There sure is. And so if you want to, like, defecate on our league like that, go ahead. I'd be anxious to hear what the Moose's opinion is on this. Uh, I'm sure he would. Uh, so to the weekly plies Holtzclaw wins the plies with Pat Mahomes Uh, he doesn't no Danny has Pat Mahomes well okay fine Holtzclaw change your team name I didn't even get his team name until like two weeks ago somebody told me who Post Malone was and I was like ah that's what he's going for I didn't even get it okay so Danny wins the weekly prize Danny gets the weekly prize congratulations uh, all right, well, let's get into some of the news and notes of the week, some NFL news, which is drastically uh, altering the playoff race. We have players... Not really. I would say... No one is affected that matters. Well, look, James <laughs> Conner uh, sprained his ankle. Could be a multiple-week okay. absence. That would be pretty big for Danny. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, towards the Achilles today. Yes. He is now out for the year for your team. Probably next year as well. Probably next year as well. Probably not going to keep him. Uh, and also throws uh, a huge golden star into the Emmanuel Sanders versus Kenny Galladay bet that we have. I got four free weeks of points right now <laughs> to make up. How much do and you I'm probably going to need every single week to make up those Even points. Even after his stinker last week. Yeah. Uh, but then I think one of the Biggest news stories was Cream Hunt out of nowhere getting cut by the Chiefs after a video of him uh, domestically abusing a woman came out. Mm -hmm. and then he, I, he's facing about a six to twelve game suspension. They say next season. So all of a sudden, the big trade chip that I acquired three weeks ago no longer on my team. How do you no think? How do you no think? One cares. Uh, no one cares about your team. Well, I, can you can you take us 
through your emotional kind of response to that day. I think that that is clearly the most significant of all the, yeah. the news stories that came out there. What was your I was your just, state of mind as this news was slowly coming out? I, look, I check Twitter every half hour to an hour, uh, basically at all times, just to see what new news stories are out there. And somebody tweeted something about it, and I was like, wait, what? And so I went to Google it directly to find out what it was and found the TMZ headline of Cream Hunt brutalizing a woman. I was like, that doesn't sound good at all. So I immediately went and got Spencer Ware. And I will say that I was already planning on getting Spencer Ware just as a handcuff because I had a free spot on my bench, but I was going to wait until Friday or Saturday even so that the guy I dropped uh, wouldn't be able to get picked up by anybody, but this obviously necessitated doing it immediately. So I picked him up. Then the news came out that he left practice early, which obviously was not good. And like six hours after the story came out, find out the Chiefs cut him. And I'm like, what in the heck is going on here? I thought he'd miss like one game or, you know, just to kind of let the steam blow off. But uh, being cut from the team, I think, was about as shocking a move as could have expected. I thought for sure he wouldn't miss any games this year. I thought there would be a suspension that got appealed and it was the Ezekiel Elliott thing all over again that was yeah. going to take all next year to figure out. And then all of a sudden he's not on an NFL team. And I, I would predict that he won't be on an NFL team next year. Probably not. Yeah, uh... I think an interesting thing that we could start to think about in just response to this and how do we responsibly think about this as human beings and, and having to deal with this domestic violence thing over and over again how do we maybe put penalties into teams for having domestic abusers? <laughs> we could have a, like a negative five handicap for everyone who has ever been uh, accused or found guilty of these things, or, and maybe a negative 20 if it happens in the week that you're playing. Wow. Just think of all the math that would be fun. Christina's team, negative five every single week. Uh, Bosa's team would be negative 10 every week because I got Tyreek Hill still too. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I think it's negative seven if the woman was pregnant. <laughs> okay, moving on. In other news, there was a hot commodity on the waiver wire. Oh, there sure was. Jeff Wilson Jr., star running back for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Corey, give us a scouting report on Jeff Wilson Jr. Scouting report, uh, he is a running back that is on the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Had you be honest? Had you ever heard of him uh, two weeks ago? Uh, this Sunday when he played, yes. The prior Sunday, no, okay. absolutely not. Said out loud, "Who the fuck's this guy?" <laughs> when he was actually playing in a football game for the 49ers. And this is coming from a guy that reads uh, all the scouting reports all through the preseason, pays attention, and cares. No idea who this guy is. Has he been on the Fair. practice squad this whole year? Apparently, yes. Oh, okay. And I don't know how... Uh, I never actually saw him play. It was definitely fourth quarter preseason action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was never an intent for him to be playing. But probably the best running back in the NFL. Probably. Well, that's why I spent $21 on him. Uh, Barrett tried to spend $21 on him as well. But due to me having a worse record than her, I got the waiver priority. Uh, Christina <laughs> put in $15. Danny put in $9. So... A lot of action on uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, we'll see. If he, this we'll see if he makes be... it into Boso's starting lineup this week. Is this why you were saving all your? This fans? is it. This is the move I was waiting for okay. all year. Was Jeff Wilson Jr. in week 
one of the playoffs. I mean, with Kareem Hunt going down, uh, that flex spot is in flux, you might say. Okay. Anyway, all right, well, let's get to the playoff matchups. This is kind of the, the meat and potatoes of the week. Uh, we, we've got the two main matchups in the winner's bracket. You versus Real Andrew and me versus Christina. Yeah. With Barrett and Danny getting the buys. Uh, do you want to talk about matchups first or overall playoffs? Uh, I would like to get... Firstly, I would like to get Corey's opinion on how he thinks the regular season has gone for everyone, not just his team that no one cares about. First of all, the team that people care about the most is my team. <laughs> it's been talked about the most on this podcast, and this is how you get ratings. But if you want to talk about the 11, other 11, we can. Do you want me to actually go one by one for every single team? No, just general things. Like, how did you think this season went compared to last season? I think we had uh, a higher degree of participation than we had in pre- previous seasons, just in terms of activity, trades that were happening, and not just at the, the wild and crazy trade deadline, but just throughout the season. There was just that activity and engagement that we didn't have in previous seasons. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that we have a lot of dead weight uh, whereas, you know, there's other teams in prior years that were just like, oh, yeah, they're not really in this league. Mm-hmm. So that's been kind of exciting. Uh, and I don't know that we really had, despite you look at some records and you see that some people did do particularly well, but I don't know that we had bad teams in the league this year. So that no. was kind of interesting. I think there was league parity. Uh, do you think next year we should switch up the divisions that we've talked about? I don't know that it matters. We, this is a thing we can debate every year, but like the teams change so significantly from year to year. Do the divisions actually matter that much just because somebody was good last year, they're going to be good next year? Yes, because we have keepers. Well, I was in the championship last year, and I don't know if you noticed, uh, I didn't win a lot of football games this year. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have a lot of keepers that I intend to bring forward next year. And okay. uh, I was in the bottom of this year. So yeah, because who was one of your keepers? Was it a defense? Yeah, best defense that the fantasy football community has ever seen. Lost you. <laughs> well, right. I, don't, I, just, I don't know that uh, it matters that much. I don't know that that would be a big change that's necessary that much, although it's kind of fun to see like if there's a... Uh, a random drawing to say this is how the divisions are going to stack up. It would be kind of fun just to see who's in my division each year. Mm-hmm. I would uh, say I would say that would be fun as well. I think you're right. It doesn't matter that much just because we only play two teams twice, so it's not like we're playing everybody in our division a bunch. And with six teams getting in, I think the division winner getting a first-round bye isn't a huge deal because, I mean... We got three out of the four wild cards, but it's not like nobody in the other division could get in because we were all so good. I mean, they still got one of their guys in, and they almost got two guys in. So, did you? What might be fun to what you just said, though, is if we did make divisions like the complete thing, and you never play anyone from the other division. The only time you face each other is when you reach the championship game. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I like playing everybody though. Did you think there was someone unlucky, other than yourself, Corey, not to get into the playoffs? Well, I mean, I think the easiest way to look at that is just who got blown up and who who got uh, bad luck from a scoring standpoint. And usually that's 
Uh, going to be pretty obvious. Somebody at the bottom got scored on the most. Uh, Andrew uh, Lee got scored on the most. Fake Andrew. Fake Andrew. And fake Andrew. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I, I like to think of him as Andrea. <laughs> yes, yes, that is cool. So he uh, got 1,500 points scored on him. Uh, my team got 1,477, and no other team got into the 1,400 range. So there's a significant difference in terms of points against, and that just sucks. Mm-hmm. Now, would you say that maybe has something to do with the divisions? Definitely, because you do see that uh, one division seems to have more scoring than the other. But ironically, it's not... Um, it's not consistent, really, necessarily in the East where Andrew and I sat. Yeah, um, we both got scored upon, but most of the other teams were not that highly scored upon, and then the other division had more consistency in their scoring. So it's sort of weird how it kind of worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the matchups for Week One of the playoffs. Um, let's go. We're not going to have a marquee matchup, as I think both are going to be marquee. They're both marquee, yeah. So both important. Uh, which one would you like to break down first? Let's do yours. <sighs> you versus real Andrew. You're going to have to go to the playoffs week. There you go. Yeah. So current projections have uh, real Andrew as a 10-point favorite, 121 to 110. A lot, of, a lot of cues on this board. Cam Newton, questionable. Deshaun Watson, questionable. T.Y. and Eric Ebron and Jimmy Graham, all questionable. What are the chances uh, you play one of your scrubs in this game? I don't need to. Mm. I have plenty of people. Oh, okay. Like, I've already taken Emmanuel Sanders out. Yep. Replaced him with T.Y. Hilton. Getting dangerously thin, I would say. (laughs) I've got Chris Goodwin. Andrea hasn't even put Pat Mahomes in a starting lineup yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that is true very very true um, so if, uh, if this cue remains on Deshaun Watson are we going to get a Mitchell Trubisky playoff appearance well is there a cue on him or did they remove that cue uh, they removed right it now, so <laughs> true's playing uh, potentially so the other potential is I start three Indianapolis Colts in this playoff. Who's uh, your other Colt? Naeem Hines. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, do you want to see? He had like 10 receptions last week. Okay. So, who knows? Um, These are the discussions that are being had. And meanwhile, my team didn't make the goddamn playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Not only... Is AJ thinking about starting Nahi Hines? He's like cautiously excited about starting <laughs> Nahi Hines. Hey, who knows? Like Mark Ingram, Tevin Coleman have literally I don't know what they're doing or what not has much. happened. They're not scoring fantasy football points. <laughs> they, Thank God yeah. they're not on my team anymore. Alright. Doing nothing. Give so. us the give us the handicappers breakdown here, Corey. How do you see this matchup going? I think the slight edge. I would, uh, on quick judgment, give over to Andrea. Uh, she's got. This is Andrew. Hold on, this is real Andrew. This is mind. real Andrew. Do you not like? So this is Andrea that we're talking about. Andrea is the other one. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay. How could I be so silly? All right. Better wide receivers with with great matchups this week. Uh, I love Adams, Brown, and Allen, and who they're facing, and Holy the cow. opportunity for them to score points. Yep. 
Uh, his uh, running backs have pretty good matchups, too. Yeah, kind of up and down. Matchups are in the favor of Post Mahomes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the things that I think gives us the slight edge over there. Although, of all the players on both teams, uh, I've just been extremely uh, excited about Christian McCaffrey that we've seen over the past few weeks. Uh, the guy I envisioned a long time ago uh, tearing it up for my team is, is, is happening. And if there's an MVP in this game, it could be that one. If AJ wins, I, I would say it's Christian McCaffrey that wins it for him. Okay. Unless Naheem Hines starts. <laughs> Don't sleep on <laughs> Naheem Hines. Uh, okay, well, I would tend to agree with you. I obviously love the matchups. I just like his team better. I think his receivers stack up very well. I mean, Adams, Brown, and Allen, I think, are pretty undoubtedly better than Hilton, Evans, and Diggs. I mean, it's close enough to where if AJ's receivers end up outscoring uh, real Andrews' receivers, wouldn't exactly shock me, but uh, running backs, I like his running backs. I would stack up Elliott against McCaffrey. I would go Elliott there, and Lindsay over Ingram, I'd go Lindsay there. Mm-hmm. This tight end position, though, is an interesting one in that both of them have questionable guys. I think Ebron's much better. Jimmy Graham, not actually very good. No. And I wonder right now if Andrew had the opportunity to trade like six of his guys for a stud tight end, would he do that? <laughs> Probably. Cool. Hey, he's not Danny. Okay, Danny would do that. Yeah. All right, well, uh, put me down for real Andrew officially in this matchup. AJ, who you got? I am finally going to pick myself. Oh, finally going to pick his own matchup, and he's going for himself. Uh, Corey, are you in favor of real Andrew? Or, sorry, Andrea or AJ? First of all, I thought AJ had class. And he was showing integrity (laughs) all throughout the process all season. And now, when he gets into the playoffs, the head is huge. Whole sort of different persona. Going against that, going against AJ. Andrea, you got this one. By the way, I did beat him. Uh, in week seven, by the smallest of margins. By point three, and he also did not have Keenan Allen or Ezekiel Elliott in that game, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Or Philip Lindsay. Brand new team. Or Jamie Graham, really, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, let's move on to the other matchup, which is uh, the 2017 champion, Boso, against Christina. Uh, I currently have an eight-point projected advantage. I believe it's still eight. Uh, yes, make it eight. Yep. I'm kind of liking my team. I know I don't have Cream Hunt anymore, but rolling with Shady McCoy, he's going against the Jets this week, who he torched last time. Uh, also going Bills D against that same Jets team, who are terrible. I've loved Christina's team all year long. They're starting to show a crack or two. Uh, Mixon doesn't have his quarterback anymore, so... You know, they're not going to have as many scoring opportunities. We saw what that looked like last week in which he got, I think, like 100 all-purpose yards, but no touchdowns. Gronk's questionable. I mean, Mixon's also questionable himself. Uh, this is going to be interesting because it's basically, would you start Ekla over Mixon? Uh, if I were Christina, I would probably think about that, yeah. I mean, Christina's done a great job of sticking to her stars, which more often than not is going to work out for you. She hasn't really monkeyed with the hot up-and-comer. She's stuck to her guns, and it's worked out thus Mm -hmm. far. And obviously, fantasy football playoffs are a a week-to-week thing. 
and you know it just takes one bad week and all of a sudden you're out of it so uh yeah it'll be interesting to see if uh, her stars come through for her or if they fail her at the worst possible moment uh i think that in so wide receivers adam Thielen, amali cooper new new and improved amali cooper Mm-hmm. versus Beckham and Hill, I'm going to have to give it to Christina. Because um, Thielen, like, Hill, sure. Uh, what was it? I read a stat where there's only six points difference between Hill and Antonio Brown, but one is not like the other. One is a rollercoaster ride, whereas the other one's been consistent. And especially now where all the focus and all the jet sweeps and all of that is going to... The focus when they do this is going to be on Hill. Right? They're going against Baltimore, which has usually been a tough secondary. I would say Thielen and Cooper have the edge there. Are you going to mention Odell Beckham Jr. or are you just going to gloss right over that? I think that, like... Okay, who's he going to get? He's got to get Josh Norman, and he torched him for eight catches for 140 yards last time he faced Josh Norman. Okay, this is in Washington. Mm, Much different. Yes, it is. It's... Is MetLife a turf field, or is it actual grass? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's turf. It's turf. Because they replace the end zones. They have, like, end zones that they cut out. Mm. Fun you know Beckham can't play on turf. He's a <laughs> no, well, he can't play on grass. Apparently, is what AJ yeah. is thinking here. Like grass, a little bit harder to make those cutbacks in. Okay. Um, and then, well, the Eagles just threw for three hundred yards in Washington. Mm-hmm. And Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, and Eckler, let's say, versus Chubb Jones and McCoy. You're, just, you're inserting Eckler into the starting lineup. Yeah. I am going to hack it in. Same guy that would start Naheem Hines over Stefan Diggs is yep. also going to put Eckler in over Joe Mixon. Hey, it could be over Mark Ingram. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I know the projections are in your favor, but I would give Christina a the edge. Okay. Corey, how do you handicap this one? Since the start of the season, Christina has had the best lineup top to bottom. Yep. That got better when she inserted Amari Cooper and Rob Gronkowski into her starting lineup. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, it was really cute how we all went through all these trades and and added all these superstars to our teams and made these great teams. She had it the entire season. Even after all these trades, especially now that Kareem Hunt is gone, still has the best lineup in the league. I love the, the team this week. I love Philip Rivers as one of the most consistent quarterbacks in the league. He only sat four weeks all season. They scored less than 20 points. This is not an up-and-down thing. It's a guaranteed 20 to 25 points. Mm-hmm. The running backs are going to kill it. Mixon is questionable, but he's going to be in the starting lineup, I predict. I don't think that Eckler gets the start over him, but if she does do that, uh, that's a high-risk, high-reward kind of a move that uh, might work out still just fine. Thielen is playing a a defense that just got absolutely torched last week by Nick Mullins. (laughs) Over 400 yards in a dominating performance by Nick Mullins. And uh, I think Thielen is going to have his his typical big day. I like some of the stars that are over there on the Chubby team. 
don't love the fact that uh, there's this rookie quarterback, Baker Mayfield, in this lineup, that there are not one, but two Bills starting for them in this thing. Two Bills and two Browns. Two Bills, two Browns, not recipes for success typically. LaShawn McCoy did, in fact, as you said, do really well against the Jets last time he's played, but it is the only game that he was at all interesting the entire season. I'm not sure that I rely on Shady in a fantasy playoff game. Give me Christina's butthole in this one. Okay. All right. Uh, put me down for myself. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's kind of expand on that and make some predictions for the rest of the playoffs. Uh, AJ, sounds like you've got yourself facing Danny in the second round and mm-hmm. then Christina facing Barrett in the second round. How would you see those two matchups going? So I'll take the easy one is I think Christina is going to just walk all over. Whether it's you or Christina, either one's going to walk all over Barrett. Okay. So I would take Christina. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you would take yourself over Barrett. I would. In an easy walkover. Yeah, she'll be feisty. Mm. But I'll beat her. What about you? I think that Barrett's the sixth seed in the Wait, playoffs. wait, wait, wait. I was talking to the moose. I told you not to speak directly to the moose. And? <laughs> so I think that Barrett's the sixth seed in this tournament. Okay. All right. So on the other side? On the other you side? You and Danny. Think you got a chance? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes the moose doesn't pay attention. Only on the moose's terms, I love it. Uh, Danny versus me will be interesting. Or Holtzclaw versus Danny will be interesting. I Mm -hmm. think it'll be tight. And all, both this week and next week, it's basically going to depend on luck of the draw. Who has the big game? Whoever has one or two stars that will go off. And there will be one or two that just go off. They're going to win the weeks. Mm-hmm. So whether it is, say, Philip Lindsay going off again. Yeah. Or Stefan Diggs and Christian McCaffrey. Or uh, Cam Newton basically vulturing every single goal line carry and getting touchdowns. Um, will depend. And then we've got Danny's team. I don't know if we can see that. Without... Well, while you're looking for that, I, you know, a lot of times, AJ, I don't agree with you on things, but... In, with this point, you're 100% right that the team that has the players that do really well is probably going to be the <laughs> I predict that whoever scores the most points is going to win. Uh, there we go. That's what I think. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think Holtzclaw and Danny have got to be the favorites at this point. Uh, they will most likely face each other in the second round. I would take Holtzclaw in that matchup. And to finish it off, I like uh, myself to repeat as champion oh, in a landslide victory. I'm, I'm going to put up like 200 points in week big 16. Big surprise. Oh, we should mention, which we haven't, Klusina uh, has won most uh, points. Yes, Klusina, official winner of most points over the regular season. 169.99. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, why don't you she's had that, that title. You could, you could go back and fact to check this, but I think she's had that title since week one. And nobody <laughs> ever uh, got past her in terms of points ahead. So that, yes, at she least, was like, this time that one dominating performance by Cat Butthole in yeah. terms of points scored this season. Yeah. Very impressive. Let's see if it carries over into the playoffs. All right. Well, Corey, who do you like to win the whole thing? I've thought that uh, 
sneaky sleeper all season, even before some of the trade deadline moves, uh, was Holtzclaw's team. Uh, sort of weird how the auto draft thing ended up working out pretty damn well. And once he acquired some of these things at the trade deadline, all of a sudden, this one, to me, on paper, was one of the most impressive ones. I see them getting to the championship game against that cat butthole team. But in the end, consistency wins out. Give me a butthole. AJ? Interesting. Uh, I'm going to predict myself. Okay. Being the first two-time champion. Over Christina? Over Christina. All right. Uh, okay, well, that does it for the winner's bracket. Let's handicap this loser's bracket, which has its own brand of interesting uh, storylines. I mean, I would say at least half of you are actively tanking right now, and it's really hard to say who's going to be that number one pick and wing eater. Okay, so at the bottom right now are the Flat Brothers themselves, Eric and Bake. Yeah. Um, so if whoever wins out of the other two matchups is guaranteed not to eat wings. Correct. But Eric and Bake have to win two games out of the three weeks. They really, the way, and it's kind of interesting, the way it works is even if the loser of that game wins next week, Basically, for those two, yeah. if they just win week 15, they're not going to be in the loser bowl. Yes. Because it's conceivable that one of them wins this week and then loses next week and is back in the loser bowl. So really, <laughs> this week doesn't really matter, as long as you win in week 15 for those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the way I... Right now, the predictions are uh, Tony's going to beat Law, which is probably true, 90 to 68. Rematch. Rematch of last week, 54 to 52. Huge rematch after last week. A lot of bad blood. Um, I think you're going to lose to Andrew because Andrew's still got some players. (laughs) Your name is Elegant Tank. Are you going to put a full lineup out there? Well, I think this is an important point. You must put a full lineup out there. Oh. I so, think that if you don't put a full lineup out there, we should override the results and give you a win. What do you guys think about that? Hmm. Um, unless it is officially sanctioned as the kickoff was uh, for third place last year. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't even know. Maybe you could do that in the final loser bowl. Yeah. But like in the in the constellation ladder, yes. uh, that that messes with the integrity of their other teams. Sure. So I think you got to field a full lineup. So yes, I'll have a full lineup out there. Now, who are you going to draw? You got to be savvy about who you're putting out there. Uh, I made a big acquisition today. Uh, really excited about starting the Buccaneers defense, uh, who have a tasty, tasty matchup against the New Orleans Saints. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see how that one plays out. I think they could be one of my stars of the losers bracket. Um, but there's risk involved here because you got to start somebody. This might be uh, uh, something that kicks me in the in the poor sand in my mouth, if you will. <laughs> uh, if if in fact Breeze throws three interceptions, they happen to return a fumble or something like that for a touchdown, mm. and I lose because they score 25 points. Uh, that's the risk you got to take. So how come you're starting sudden right now? The number one wideout for the Broncos. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I, was, I was trying to get some young guys some run. 
and uh, was was taking out Josh Gordon and, and some guys like that. And then today, this news broke about the the IR for uh, your boy. And uh, Sutton, I'm telling you, he's on thin ice. He's been practicing a little bit too hard this week. Uh, clean, crisp routes, strong hands. Uh, this is not the kind of play that we want. And uh, I think there's a there's a good chance that we might see a different player in there. Let me ask you this, Corey. Are you worried at all about getting out-tanked by anybody? I mean, Laura didn't start a tight end last week. Uh, well, Big threatened well, to start Nick Mullins why, a couple I, weeks ago. Laura and Tony already have the hardest road. Uh, <laughs> because they have to lose so many games to get down to the bottom. Yeah. No, uh, they... But I'm also afraid that, oh. that people like Laura uh, are going to accidentally win because they're not paying attention enough to lose. <laughs> So she might miss that, oh my gosh, I've got uh, a good player starting at tight end now, whereas in the previous weeks, that would have been a bad thing. Do you think it is a good idea to tank? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your succinct answer. (laughs) Bottom line, when you look back at the results every single year of our drafts, Obviously, there's nothing uh, magical to say this, uh, but as you get further in the draft, it matters less. But especially right at the top there, rare that you see people that are not good in the top five picks. Of course, we had a Le'Veon Bell thing here that didn't work out. Uh, but if you can secure yourself a girly, a next year, probably Safe on Barkley's top three pick, those guys are difference makers, and you're, it's safe. And I would much rather have that top pick and a lower second round pick uh, than have both of them in the middle of both rounds. And especially if you've already traded away your second round pick, and that doesn't matter anyway. (laughs) Go for that first pick. So, Corey, so I take it from this, you're going to tank and try and get wings. Um, And who do you think is your competition here? Like, do you think it is going to be week 15 with potentially Bake or Eric? Or do you think it will be week 16 with potentially Law or the other of Bake or Eric? I think it's Eric. Yeah, he's the one that scares me the most. Uh, he's got he's got this unwavering confidence in Carson Wentz, who just never scores fantasy points. <laughs> uh, he's got uh, a bunch of guys on the team that just uh, don't... Uh, don't scare anybody in a, in a bad way. Uh, and I'm just, I'm thinking that this is the team I'm going to be seeing in, in that final week. Okay. It very well could be. I mean, this is the guy that scored 25 points like two weeks ago. Uh, I feel like Bake is really kind of mailing it in. And I think it might just be the two of them matched up again in the final round. I think you're going to, I think you're going to accidentally fall into a win here in the next couple of weeks. And you're going to make yourself ineligible for that number one. That's the hard thing. I've got too many good players. Exactly. I tried to get all the best possible keepers and they, and they're, they're too good for this. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're right also good at football. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I wanted to ask you one other question before we sign off, uh, which is where do you want me to finish? Well, ideally, as low as possible. So you would rather have, say, the seventh pick and the seventeenth, than say the like eleventh and fourteenth. Uh, goes back to what I was saying before. Yeah, I would love a higher second round pick, but I'd rather have a higher first round pick. 
So if I can secure two t- two top six players, that would be the best case scenario. You're not gonna uh, get two top six, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it could be two top seven. Sorry, yeah. top seven, correct. Yeah. But I keep thinking that uh, you're not in the playoffs. If you're <laughs> and see, this is why with your like lack of vision, not clarity on thinking, and all that is possibly why you're not in the playoffs. Court. Mm. Assembling an all-star team at the beginning of the season was a bad move. I'll remember that next year. Yes. Yeah. You need to get those wins, however you can. Uh, okay. No, it's interesting because I don't think there's a mi- like a big difference between say maybe seventh. There's a difference, but like definitely from nine to fourteen, nine to fifteen. I think it's like. Choose your own adventure. I think it depends on the year. I mean, there were years where that middle <laughs> section of five through nine was pretty stacked. Yeah. And there are years where it really drops off after six, let's say. So I think it kind of depends on how the rest of this year shakes out, how keepers are looking for next year. I mean, that seventh pick may be the last really good one, and then you're looking at a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. I mean, it may be the difference between a, I don't know, Kareem Hunt and Devontae Freeman, let's say. Well, Devontae Freeman is kept. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, that's, that's the drawback, is that if you pick at the bottom of the round, you might end up drafting Devontae Freeman. <laughs> On accident, yeah. No, yes. I don't know. I don't know what came over me in, in that moment of unclarity. So just before we sign off, uh, do we want to crown the picks champion? Are we crowning it after the regular season? I think yes. we better. Yes. Uh, so after... Last week I went four and two. You went four and one. You officially beat me in every single possible measure. You went forty-four and fifteen over the year. I went forty-two and thirty. You were uh, pretty good, my friend. I don't know how you Thank did you. it. I don't know if you were just throwing darts and got lucky, or if you had some inside information. I don't. Maybe you're uh, like Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future, looking at the sports almanac. From Definitely looking at that sports almanac. Traveling uh, back. Correction. Correction. Uh, Corey has been keeping track of his picks all season. He had 47 and 13 record. <laughs> Championship goes to Corey. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Luis. I wasn't going to say anything. Thanks for the clarification. You. I've been quietly taking notes all, all season. You guys, you, you work it out amongst yourselves, but we all know who, who won this thing. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, best of luck. Best of luck in your tanking. Uh, AJ, best of luck in the next couple weeks. Yeah. I hope not to see you in the We wouldn't see each other until the championship. Yeah. That would be quite the championship matchup. It would be. Um, I don't know on that... Well, I know who it's going to be. I would pick Barrett, who I would want to meet in the championship week. But who would be your easiest... Oh, of the three people yeah. on your side? Probably you. So you are hoping for me to win, you, even though you didn't. You are me. on record as saying you would gladly start Naheem Hines. Yes, I want to face you. Okay, well there you have it. And on that note, uh, good luck to the other two people actually playing this week. That's right. And I don't know anyone else that would be listening. And Corey, thank you so much for joining us this week. And uh, hopefully, we'll get you on at some point in the future. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and thank you, Moose. Yes. Oh, we're not allowed to talk to her. We should take that back. That's right. Okay. Bye. That out. <laughs> Will do. Uh, bye for now.